game is over when the horn sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 chance. Back to the line. McDavid on the left wing. A shot goes off a stick to Dreisaitl. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl on the right side. The puck just went across to him. And he makes it a 5-1 Oiler lead. Well, the Edmonton Oilers are in the win column for the first time this season, and they do it in convincing fashion against a team they have been beating up on a lot over the last five years, and they do it again tonight, a 6-1 win over the Nashville Predators. So the Oilers are now 9-0-2 in their last 11 games versus Nashville, leading the way, as he often has against the Predators, is Leon Dreisland. Oh, pardon me, now 10, they're 10 0 2 in their last 12. They've been doing so well. I neglected to update it. Uh, and Leon Dreisaitl leading the way as he often has against the Predators. So, how about this, Rob? I mean, he has nine multi goal games in his last 12 meetings against the Predators, obviously coinciding with the Oilers' success. And he leads the way on the power play tonight, the power play discussion for Conlon Motorsports. They'll help get you out there. Visit one of Conlon Motorsports' four locations across Alberta or online, conlonmotorsports.ca. The Oilers go two for three on the power play, both goals by Dreisaitl, who becomes the franchise leader in power play goals. Now with 128, he came in tied with Ryan Smith and Glenn Anderson. He's played fewer games than both those guys. Well, yeah, he's played a lot fewer games than both those players. Uh, he had an outstanding hockey game. The Oilers did not get off to the start to the season that they wanted to. They lost the first couple of games. They weren't good defensively. They had a no-show in Vancouver. Their second game, they played better, but still not up to their standards. Games like this tonight, you need your star players to step up. And they did. Uh, it started with Leon. Connor was good. Campbell was fantastic. Nuge, Hyman, uh, all the best players came out to play tonight for the Edmonton Oilers, and they needed it. They sent a message. And as far as Leon, what he's done to Nashville, I mean, Leon and Connor have been pretty good against most teams in the NHL. And you just get this feeling when you walk into a rink that you've had success in. Uh, it just... It, you just want to continue it and you want the puck and you want the ice time and you you just want to to continue to do what you do best and tonight there were some bounces that went their way uh, the one puck came just when Leon Dreisettle gets an opportunity he makes the most of it when it's a fortunate break and you're a great player you don't pass those up and that's what happened tonight for the Oilers for a number of the players where bounces went to their sticks but for Leon Dreisettle, uh he just continued his mastery and he in the first couple games there was a few pucks that he had on his stick that didn't find the back of the net and you knew that wasn't going to last and unfortunately for the Nashville Predators it continued to happen against them that when he got the puck on his stick it turned on the red light it's Dreisaitl's power play prowess is such that I actually found myself searching, like, where is he all time in the NHL? Well, he's not in the in the top 50. He's getting there. So I searched with active players. Uh, Dreisaitl is seventh amongst active players for power play goals. Very likely he'll finish the season sixth because he's only eight behind John Tavares, who's played about 400 games more than Dreisaitl. So if he does the pace that he did last year with power play scoring, he'll pass Tavares. Uh, Ovechkin's number is uh, mind-boggling, 299 power play goals. He's pretty uh, good, so, too. Uh, Stamkos has 195, Malkin 173, Pavelski 165, Crosby 164, and then I mentioned Tavares at uh, at 134. Uh, so, I mean, that's the, the neighborhood that, that he's in. And... Um, is Ovechkin I mean, the, first ever? Ovechkin's first ever. In, yeah, okay. So, I mean, that one's going to be tough to catch because Ovechkin's going to continue to add to <laughs> right. it. And he, uh, as we talked about the other night, Ovechkin leads the National Hockey League in power play ice time. So it's not like he's losing any time on yeah. his power plays. He continues to impress. Yeah, Dave Andrzejczyk, uh, second all-time with 274. And, and the, the story with, uh, with Dreisaitl, 
I, I, as, as we've moved through his career, Rob, we've, we talk about this a lot less, but I think it's still relevant. And maybe someday if, if we're talking to when we're, uh, when we're sitting in our uh, rocking chairs recounting the days of lore and people are looking at the record books and saying, oh, you guys got to watch Leon play in his prime. And we're going to say, yep. And he was drafted as a passer and a playmaker, which he is, well, which, it, which he is. But I mean, I don't think even the most optimistic projections about Dreisaitl coming out of a junior had, had this type of goal scoring. I, I, I don't think it did. I still believe, despite the, the multiple 50-goal seasons, that he is a better playmaker than he is a goal scorer. Uh, he's just exceptional at both. And when you're playing with Connor McDavid, you're going to get some grade-A scoring looks. And his ability to put the puck on net. The, the greatest thing with, with Leon is he doesn't miss the net often. And when he gets a chance, it, it hits the net. And he doesn't try to go. If you watch it, the goal tonight where he had backdoor uh, one-timer, he's not trying to go bar down. He's aiming at an open net. And he's forcing that goaltender to do something special. So, yeah, he's he was drafted as a playmaker. And I don't think when they drafted him, they thought, hey, you know what? We might have the second greatest player in his generation playing on our team. But they knew he was a talented kid. His hockey sense, his hockey IQ is through the roof. He is big and strong. So he, physical play doesn't bother him and actually physical play excites him. He, he, he's, as I said, he's a bully on the ice. He is passing his number one in the league. Love Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl is a better playmaker than Connor. And he's got a one-timer. We've had players come through here. And I remember the excitement people used to talk about. Yakim, or what was Yakupov. It? Yakupov. He's, you guys, wait till you see his one-timer. No, 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 no. Leon Dreisettle has a one-timer. Yakupov could shoot in junior against junior goaltenders. Leon Dreisettle is the second best player in the world. And it's funny. He's playing on the team coincidentally with the best player in the world yeah well and I, I guess that's some of the irony too because we we did years of uh, of shows like this uh, with with fans begging for someone to one time the pocket yep. and, and and obviously Drysdale was here a year before McDavid and you would have thought Drysdale is going to be the guy setting up whoever might one day one one time the pocket now he's the guy doing it he's sort of the, the last three or four years emerged as the off wing guy mm-hmm. and he can do it from all, the blue line pretty much down to the goal line with his one-timer. I mean, I know that one he scored against Ottawa a couple of years ago is the is the famous one, but he scores a lot from below the dot. But then even the first one he scored today, it's 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 still a one-timer. It's not an off-wing one-timer, but Hyman one-touch pass. Well, it is it is off-wing because it's it's the way it's coming in, he's able to walk into it. If the puck comes the other way, it's a harder shot, but it's still a one. And, the, the, and it's funny, if you watch the replay, McDonough, loses Leon out there. He all when, when the puck goes down low to Hyman, McDonough goes down on his hands and he puts a stick on the ice because he thinks they're going, okay, they're going to try and find Leon. That's their whole play, find Leon. Doesn't notice that Leon has left the goal line, is now standing right in front of the net. And again, it, it's just unfair to a goal. You've got the, if not the greatest, the second greatest goal scorer in the National Hockey League today in Leon Dreisettle, who's six feet from the puck or, or from the net and he's winding up. And he knows where to put the puck. Doesn't have to, again. He doesn't go bar down. He doesn't go post in. Just hit the net. And that's the thing that you try to teach kids nowadays. Don't pick a corner. If you're one timing it, hit the net. Force the goalie to do something special. And on that one there, he just puts the puck in the back of the net. But that's why the Oilers' power play is so good. Is they move around and you think they're in one place, all of a sudden they move somewhere else. You can't stop them. You honestly cannot stop the play. You can't stop them from skating the puck in. Uh, you can't stop them from moving the puck around because all five guys on the ice are great passers. Every one of them has the ability to score, and they're all tenacious. It's it's fun to watch, and uh, a big reason that the Edmonton Oilers are one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup this year is they got Leon Connor in a power play that is at times unstoppable. Six one, the Oilers take it tonight. Dreisaitl is the uh, first star of the game as uh, as I mentioned a couple of power play goals for him and he adds two assists so uh, against Nashville I guess a routine four point night for so last year in three games against Nashville he had five points five points and zero points it's pretty good when you 
he averaged over three points a game, and one of those games was a zero. Uh, Zach Hyman, who had a, a really nice evening, worked really hard, as he often does, had four points. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the third star this evening, as he is on the board with uh, three points as well and going plus three. And uh, Rob, I, I think I know who you're going to pick for the fourth star of the game. He didn't have any points tonight, presented by Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. And there were times in this game where defensively the Oilers struggled and Jack Campbell was exceptional. He, The first 10 minutes of the game, Nashville played well. Jack Campbell was very, very good. Predators made it 4-1. They have a breakaway. Fantastic save. Sprawling save on Nyquist by Campbell. Kept it at 4-1. Allowed the Oilers to take off. Jack Campbell, sensational start tonight. Uh, he is our four-star and, to me, your starter in Thursday's game in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I would go back to him as well. We'll see what Jay Woodcroft does. But Campbell makes 42 saves. Now, I, I, yeah, to some extent... A little bit of score effects. Not all of them were grade-A chances. I think especially as the second period wore on, Nashville was like, okay, we just got to try to get something to go in. But I, I, I know this might sound somewhat silly to talk about in, in a five-goal difference. So it's 4 nothing Oilers after the first. Again, Nashville was better early. Mm-hmm. And then they, they took the penalty and the Oilers scored on it. Novak scores on a power play with 17.52 left in the second period. So quite early, 2.08 yep. into the period. And then that uh, that Nyquist chance where Campbell made the Scorpion change save was only 14 seconds later. Yeah, the very so next if, if Nashville scores two goals in 14 seconds, it's 4-2, and they're probably thinking, okay, these guys just gave up eight and then gave up four. I, I mean, well, they, with, it's, it's game on for us here, right? With 37 minutes to go in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, you got a team in Edmonton. It's smarting because of the two first first two game losses. You got Nashville is thinking, all right, you know what? We're going to start getting some breaks. But that save was huge, and I know that the the Oilers or Nashville got the power play out of it, but it not the puck not going in the net allows the Oilers to kill a penalty. Now they get momentum, and they stem the momentum that Nashville tried. So that was a great save. I and mean, you could see Nyquist. He, he knew he had Campbell down and out. It was a wonderful play. He waits him out. He gets him. So he's all tangled up, facing away from the net. But Campbell doesn't quit on it. And just it, we've seen a lot in Campbell in the preseason and a lot of the game tonight where he's very calm and in control. But we also saw the athleticism of him. On that one right there, there's nothing he could do. That speed going across, but he stays with it. He stays in the fight, gets his pad up and and, and blocks the puck. And not only does it uh, stop the momentum, it actually deflates the Predators bench. Because the Predators on the bench thinking, oh, he's going to score. And there's been excitement. But when that doesn't go in, they're like, yeah, we get a power play, but our power play sucks. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they scored tonight in the part, but they're one for 15 or one for 18 on the season. So they needed that to go in, and Jack Campbell came up with a big save. So 6-1, the Oilers take it tonight. My goodness, for the first time this season, the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630Ched.com. So head there and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, now open for lunch at Edmonton South and West Edmonton Mall, an afternoon celebration for the senses. Visit jvedmonton.ca. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. They almost got there in the first period. They got four in the first, a couple more in the second. The third period was scoreless, so 6-1. The Oilers win it. And Warren Fogle, another story tonight. Rob, he got uh, bumped up in the lineup. He was on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. He picks up a goal and an assist. Well, he's played well in all three games. Uh, He and his line mates, McLeod and Holloway, were the most consistent line in the first two games. Uh, The reason that they changed the lines around today wasn't because of the Oilers depth players their star players had not played well in the first two games five on five so they made some adjustments Vogel moved up into a spot uh, with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and that line was by far the Oilers best line in the game and now you're saying that when there was a line of McDavid Dreisaitl and Evander Kane and Nugent Hopkins along with Hyman and Fogel are by far the best line for those. They were excellent. I believe nine points in the night, uh, five on five goals, smart plays. Uh, and I think that Oren Fogel has earned himself uh, a spot on that line for the next game in Philadelphia. And good on him. Good on him. It was a, it was a nice night for, for he and his line mates, and it gave the Oilers some depth scoring 
that weren't Connor and Leon. Yeah. Well, and I know uh, Bob asked you about this, and and I'm with you. Uh, I mean, unless there's somebody banged up or ill or something, why change the lineup? I, I, I don't. I mean, and you, you only have one guy. Well, there's, yeah. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like they have three scratches like usual. They only got one they guy. They got one guy, and in all honesty, I didn't see anything out of Broberg tonight that deserved him being pull, pulled out. I know that Bob mentioned that Philadelphia has a tougher lineup, but really, it's – there's no, it's not a physical league anymore, and the Oilers' most physical players are their star players, Connor, Leon, Kane, Hyman. Those are the the physical players for the Oilers. So, I don't change anything. Uh, to me, it just doesn't doesn't send a good message. If you this team, this game, you just go out in a six-one victory on the road. Well, you damn well sure should be in the lineup for the next game. So I make zero changes unless there's an injury, and I go with Campbell again. I think he's earned the right to keep the crease for the next game. Yeah, I I would too, and especially the last Wednesday's game was a disaster yeah. for for everybody. Mm-hmm. I I you know he allowed four goals. Skinner came in allowed four goals, so he's played five games if you count the preseason, yep. and in four of them, he's allowed one goal. And he's had, except for the Vancouver game, he's had 32 shots or more against him in every game. Yeah, so. he's been good, and it, this is a great sign for the Oilers. And the one thing that you want to reward, especially in the goaltending, is, is you play well, you get to, to play again. Now, you're not going to go 6-7 in a row, no matter how well he plays, because you want to keep them both fresh. But I do believe you should get two in a row. I do believe that he deserves it. He was excellent in this hockey game. So I think that Campbell gets a start, and this is this is how you earn the crease. This is he, he, did, he came into preseason, was very good in preseason, and here's the first good game by a goaltender in the regular season. Thus, he should start next game. Yeah, Campbell with 42 saves. The Oilers take down the Nashville Predators 6-1. So the Oilers go to 1-2. The Preds dip to 1-3. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit Eclipse247.ca. It's head coach Jay Woodcroft to go to the offense in a 6-1 game, but 36, is it safe to say he was the best player on the ice? Well, I wouldn't go to the offense. I'd go to the defense uh, first, and I would go to the way Jack played. He, he played the way he expects to play. He, he played the way we expect him to play. Made numerous big saves. Looked like he uh, you know, was confident and big out there, and uh, he, he allowed us um, to get into the game, and and find a way to win it. And uh, we got contributions from a lot of people, but certainly Jack's contribution stood out above the rest. You know a lot about the history of this team. You, you bring it up, and yeah. for Leon Dreisaitl to set a record like that, you know, with the power play goals, what what do you make of that? So I said earlier in the camp that yeah, I, I think he's the best power forward in uh, today's NHL. He's the modern version of the power forward. He's versatile. He can play either wing, plays in the middle. Um, His power play performance is quite special. And I was wrong. I guess past performance does say something. Uh, I said that in the morning, but, you know, obviously he's got some type of feeling in this building and against this team. And, um, you know, his game tonight was outstanding. Happy for him got your your uh, five on five game you got your your workers worked your scorers score your team sort of played the way they're supposed yeah. to play is that fair <laughs> yeah i thought uh far from a finished product i can tell you that there's uh some things we're gonna have to continue to clean up here and uh but i i thought we got better from game one to game two and i think we got better from game two to game three um you know we have some individuals at different stages we've had guys miss training camps guys coming back from injuries so i don't think we're yet hitting on every cylinder uh but i think there's some positives to our game and that's you know when when you don't start 0-2 um uh we try and have a level head when we evaluate uh we're not uh, caught up in the emotion of being 0-2 um and we're going to evaluate tonight the exact same way whether we won or or we didn't we're going to do our work make sure we're seeing it clearly but uh i thought it it was a step in the right direction again. Warren Fogel goes up with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, and Leon Dreisaitl called them the best line. What did you think of the trio? I'd agree with them. 
I would agree with him. And, uh, you know, I thought um, Yanmark's line with Ernie and DR gave us some really good minutes as well. Um, you know, I thought I thought that line clicked. You know, we wanted to. We were joking this morning about the slop trough. I thought we found some some goals in that area tonight, and um, you know, it's a credit to our guys. I think we scored four even strength goals tonight, and you know, they went to hard areas to to find success against a really really top goaltender in the National Hockey League in, in UC Saros and and so to be able to do that assert your game right in that first period I think it started with that line pacing us and uh, Warren should feel real good about his game his, he's been good since day one in training camp and he's carried it over here into a strong start to his regular season you re- you re- excuse me, reiterated plenty of times of how much work this group has been putting into the game with yeah. the systems What's it like to see this group get rewarded with two points on the board? Well, yeah, that goes back to Speck's question. You know, I, I you know, no, no one scripted starting 0-2, um, but things happen. I think what you do is you try and maintain a level head. You do your work. You make sure you're addressing the areas that you got to get better at. But sometimes um, not getting the result. Uh, but forcing yourself to stick to a process is the best thing in the long run. And, and for us, um, sometimes success or two points is a lagging indicator, meaning you've done a lot of really good things and then eventually you get rewarded. So I thought it was a good good sign for our team tonight. Okay, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. The Oilers take it to the Predators 6-1 tonight. Uh, I'll give Sportsnet stats credit for this one. Last 12 games between these two teams, Nashville 28 goals. Leon Dreisaitl himself 22 goals. So <laughs> he is... Uh, he, he plays well. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, and he was, he was due because, like I said, when they played last December, the last time they played, he didn't have a point, and the Preds won in overtime. So the Oilers 10-0-2 in their last 12 against the Preds. Also, Chris is a winner tonight of Set the Line for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. He took the under. Goals allowed by the Oilers at 3.5. They only allow one. So Chris gets a $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card and of course the uh, lopsided score allows the uh, ice time to be much more evenly distributed Connor mcdavid only plays 17 18 leon dreisaitl did get up to 20 minutes uh cody cc oh pardon me darnell led the team 25 and a half minutes cc played 21 28 but you got ryan in the game almost 13 minutes yanmark played almost 15 uh hyman only played 13 and a half by the way got four <laughs> points pretty good uh percentage for for him so yeah everybody spread out uh, a lot more evenly i mean ryan and and yanmark and, and i suppose ernie too ernie got up to 13 minutes uh tonight got in a fight by the way so they always had two regular season fights didn't have any in the preseason <laughs> Well, it, what is their average over the last number of years? It's not much more no, than three be, or four. It wouldn't be high. Well, no, I still can't believe that Nurse played 25 minutes in a game that they went 6-1 and that they were in control from about three-quarters of the way through the first period on and still plays 25 minutes in a hockey game. Yeah, Ekholm was 19-13. Uh, Broberg was, was 14-59 looking down the, the left side. So... Yeah, I mean, Nurse Nurse plays a lot. He's used to it. Got an assist, uh, had a penalty, three shots on goal, a couple of hits as uh, the Oilers win 6-1. 780-496-0063 is how you get in touch. That is our hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. More post-game reaction coming in from Nashville as well. But let's uh, squeeze Devin in here on the phone lines. Devin, thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, I just had a quick question. I I I realized that Broberg's on the uh, roster right now, but I noticed a lot in the preseason that Ben Gleason majorly outplayed Philip Broberg, and I'm just wondering what you guys think about Ben Gleason and if he should be um, on the Oilers roster right now. Well, you're right. Gleason had uh, an outstanding preseason. Yep. He did, he, and he outplayed both Broberg and DeHarnay, I believe. Uh, I think they want to see with Broberg is, I mean, he's a first-round pick, a high pick. Uh, is this guy someone going to be part of their future? You're not going to find that out if he's playing in the minors. My guess, and we've talked about it on the show, that they would give him 20, 30, 40 games 
and see if this is the guy they want going forward. But I, I like Glenn, uh, Ben Gleason's game, but for the Oilers to be a team that's a Stanley Cup contending team, I don't think Ben Gleason's in your top four. So they want to see if Broberg playing with at they've hoped with Ekholm, or now he's playing in the third pairing if he can play, or if this is something they need to upgrade come trade deadline. Uh, Gleason, in my opinion, will be the first defenseman called up if there's an injury, and deservedly so. But I think on their depth chart, they still have both Broberg and DeHarnay ahead of him on the depth chart. And I don't know I don't know how he could have played any better, even if that would have changed that. Yeah, well, I, I would I'll offer a, a slight variation to what you just said. He's the first call-up if they have an injury, depending on who is injured. I still think he's the first call-up. I do. I mean, you're going to think Nima Leinen. I just... I'm not sure. Well, about that Nima is Lina. the other guy I would say. Yeah, and I'm just not sure about Nima Leinen as a defenseman here. Uh, fair enough. Uh, but they, but yeah, it, the answer Gleason was exceptional. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll say this to Devin, and and I know we talk about you know Bob uses the term meritocracy a lot, and and it should be, and it often is. I mean, you can play your way onto the team, you can earn a contract, you can earn a spot, you can earn a promotion on the team. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, and I think with Gleason, th- there is, it's the Oilers were not judging him. And again, some people might not like to hear this. They weren't judging him just on the preseason, because if you if you came if if you'd been, if, you know, on some uh, world trip the last five years and you couldn't watch hockey, and then you came back and watched the Oilers preseason, having not seen the five years, you'd think, oh. Gleason, I bet you he's been with us for 200 games, probably a couple 30 to 35 point seasons. He has been in the minors the last four years, the last five years, except for four games with Dallas in 18-19. So you're considering all that information, and scouts and people have watched him beyond the preseason. Yep. So they've identified what type of defenseman he is. Is is that fair necessarily, given how he played in the preseason? Maybe not. But Broberg's an eighth overall pick. They invested in him, and they obviously believe his high end and long term future is is more important right now than than Gleason's. And let's be honest, uh, a short look in a preseason schedule sometimes allows players to look better than they are. And we've seen that over the last four or five years. Some players who have made the Oilers out of having good training camps and preseasons, who lasted half a season. 20 games, 30 games, and are no longer in the National Hockey League. There's been a lot of players that have had good preseasons. You're like, that guy is going to do something this year. And then when it gets to the regular season, there, I mean, there's a reason certain guys are in the minors for long periods of time. Yeah. They're capable of playing at the NHL level, but are they capable of doing it consistently? The Oilers hope Broberg is, and if not, they have a guy named Gleason that they can call up if they have injury problems sometime. So, so when you went back to Pittsburgh, you yep. spent a couple years in the minors, right? Yep. So did you have to did, – did you find you had to reestablish yourself? Oh, 100%. Like, I, like that they were looking at you it's like, ah, I don't know, Brownie's been in the minors. Like how good can he be now? Yeah, I went in, I went in on a, a tryout. I was on a right. PTO. And I remember when I went there, uh, they have dressing rooms. As you know, at training camp, there's a lot of players, so there's dressing rooms. They use rooms. extra dressing extra, rooms. Yeah. Well, my dressing room, there were six of us in it. And it was – I swear it was uh, – uh, might have been the ladies – dressing room that they have when you have a co-ed team there's three girls on it it did have a roof though it had a i did have a roof <laughs> but there was me and five young kids and at that point i was there's they were saying it's like you you had success here in pittsburgh but this is a tryout and i had earned my way all the way back up and it's funny i remember getting interviewed when i first went back and they said you know what do you what do you what do you think the expectations are for you here and i'm like well i don't think they brought me in for my defense about two days later i got called into the coaching office and said We've got a power play. We've got stars. We want someone that can play on the third line. Well, you better be more interested in your defense. I'm like, okay, coach, yeah. I can learn how to play defense well, very yeah. quickly. And, and I guess that's – and this is why I said that about the call-up, If it depending on who you get hurt. Yep. Like the, the Oilers have Bouchard to move the puck and get the, mm-hmm. the puck up the ice. I mean, Nurse can, can skate it up the ice and, and pass it – well enough. I mean, Ekholm, as as big as he is, we've seen if he steps into a slap shot, he'll he'll score a few goals a year and and pass it as well. So okay. with Neiman Line, the only case. So if it's Dejarnay that gets hurt, then I can see Neiman Line coming up. I think the rest of the defensemen. I mean, I think they're all they all move the puck better. There's no beasts. 
I mean, let's face it. If a nurse or a Ekholm go down with injury, they're going to need more than a Gleason or a Nima Linen to right. save them because those those two are two huge parts of this Oilers defense that the Oilers would be very hard-pressed to, to survive long-term without. So 6-1, the Oilers win it tonight. Four points for Dreisaitl, four points for Hyman. Three points for Nugent Hopkins. McDavid had a goal and an assist. Can also tell you that Philip is going in the grand prize draw in our first goal of the game contest for Sherlock Holmes, your locally owned neighborhood pub since 85. I just realized I made a typo on my sheet. I have to change it. It says neighborhood pup. It's actually neighborhood pub. You could name your dog Sherlock Holmes. Give him one of those little caps. That would, would be look funny. Cute. A little monocle Maybe a pipe. <laughs> it would look good. Uh, downtown campus, Sherwood Park and Duggan's Boundary. Those are Sherwood Park. Uh, those, those are Sherlock Holmes locations, not dog parks. Uh, so Phillips going to the grand prize draw for a playoff party for you and up to nine of his friends. For him and up to nine of his friends. Sherlock Holmes, $1,000 food and beverage credit. So we've had – Leon's been the pick every game. Two last two people have won. So that's pretty good. It's uh, it's a safe pick. He has scored a goal in every game so far this year. He's off to a nice start to the season. He's got. It's funny the Oilers. Oh no, they took the person took McDavid the first game oh, and Drysaddle got the they first goal. Faking but of then, that yeah, day. So Dry, actually, well, Drysaddle scored the first goal every game, right? Yes, he has. It was the only goal they got in Vancouver. Got scored 42 seconds in against the uh, the Canucks and then gets it tonight. And well. Not a bad start to the year for Leon, too. Seven points in three games. I believe, doesn't Nuge have six points in Nuge three games? Nuge would be up to, ooh, what would be up to? Nuge would be up to six. McDavid's at five. Yeah, Drysaddle's at seven. Hyman's up to five now. Well, for first, I know. Bouchard's up to four. There's a lot of uh, sadness in the in the Oilers' world about 24 hours ago before this game, and all of a sudden the record's getting a little better. The star players are all moving up in the scoring. And the Edmonton Oilers have a chance in 48 hours at evening their record to start the NHL season. And Philly won tonight. We'll give you the full scoreboard in a few minutes. Let's go to Dean at 780-496-0063. Hey, Dean. Hey, guys. Um, okay, Connor McDavid's goal tonight. I've I've been watching hockey for 60-plus years, I would say. And uh, I've watched them all. I've watched Bobby Orr, LaFleur, of course, Kretzky, of course, right? Um Lindros, even even junior hockey. I'm I'm from Lethbridge originally, and uh, even the the greatest I would say the greatest junior hockey player I've seen was Brian Trotje. He even scored a, a goal when there were two men down short. Now Connor McDavid's Connor McDavid's goal tonight. He's got the wherewithal. He spins around. I don't even think Bobby Orr could have done. Maybe See, Bobby Orr could have done that. I don't know. You know what? Well, it's funny because I know Jack Michaels thought it was the, one of the greatest goals Connor McDavid's ever scored. I, in all honesty, I don't think it's in his top twenty. I think that was one where, for me, a great goal is when you beat guys. Tonight, Connor McDavid fell and he spun. And I give him credit because a lot of us, when we were spinning, A, couldn't get up, or B, get up facing the wrong way. <laughs> but it was the puck just bounced to him, and he went in on a breakaway. So it, it looked, to me, it looked cooler than it was. Connor McDavid, is, to me, has scored 20 way better goals than that. This one was just one that he got a, a fortunate bounce. And I give him credit, just like Leon earlier and Fogle, too. When you get a bounce that goes your way, take advantage of it. And there was zero chance he was missing that once that puck went in his way. I thought it looked cooler than it was. But then again, I think I'm spoiled watching Connor on a nightly basis. There's so many really neat. Some of the goals where he scores from the goal line bounces off the goalie's head, I find those to be more skillful than the one he did tonight. The Edmonton Oil Kings, a uh, tough night for them at Rogers Place. They lose 4 nothing to the Rebels as we check the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. I mentioned the Flyers winning. They beat the Canucks 2 nothing. Wild over the Canadians 5-2, and the Habs lose a big part of their team. Yeah, the Kirby Dock, I believe it was last game, was hit awkwardly. He's torn his ACL. He is done for the year, which is horrible news for a Montreal Canadian team that is trying to, you know, build a type of culture. The talented young group, that's a talented young player that's unfortunately going to be gone for the season. The Lightning tied it late in the third period, but the Sabres win 3-2 in overtime. Kings knock off the Jets 5-1. Dubois scored back in Winnipeg. 
Islanders beat the Coyotes 1-0. Only 14 shots for the Coyotes in the second period. Avs and Tentacles tied 1-1. First intermission, Hurricanes and Sharks tied 1-1. And first intermission, Stars and Golden Knights are scoreless. You'll hear from Jack Campbell. Big night for him, 42 saves. Oilers beat the Predators 6-1. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Down the right side, driving to the net. Nyquist will shoot. Oh, nice save by Campbell. Penalty coming up to the Oilers. But Gustav Nyquist, he cut down the right wing. That's the Scorpion save, the save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Excellent performance in net by Jack Campbell. 42 stops as the Oilers take out the Predators 6-1. Here's Campbell. Well, Jack, uh, we know how opening night went, but uh, how did you feel in the crease tonight and how good uh, does it feel for you and your confidence to deliver the performance you did? Yeah, opening night was uh, obviously not fun for anybody, but, um, you know, learned a lot from last year and uh, looked at the game, and honestly, there was just a couple little tweaks that I thought individually I could make, and I thought it paid off tonight where... um, you know, just got a little more aggressive, and guys did a great job battling hard in front and made some good team adjustments, too, and paid off on the uh, scoreboard. It was great. This might be a dumb question here, but when does a goalie know he's in the zone? Because it looked like right from the drop of the puck, you were dialed in right away. Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. It's, it's a humbling league. You know, guys are really good out there, so you can never get too overconfident. Um, you know, feeling good is great, and you you strive for that feeling. And uh, thankfully, they gave me some rubber early and got me into the game, and uh, the guys, you know, did the rest from there. We talked to Stewart after the game on Saturday, and, you know, the numbers weren't particularly good, but he said he felt actually really good and he was happy with his play. Did you have some of that in, in Vancouver? Like, the chances that got by you were pretty good chances. Did you feel like maybe the numbers were a little inflated in that game compared to the way you maybe felt or played? I know you got pulled, but uh, I just wonder if maybe you felt maybe actually a little bit better than the, the numbers indicated in that game. Yeah, it's a good question. It's always tough when the result goes that way, so you never... I'm never happy when when it's like four on whatever it was, uh, 16. So, but looking at it, you know, understanding, you know, the difference between me last year and this year and over the course of my career is like, you know, I guess it was learning that there are great players in the league and obviously I've always known that but having the mindset I'm going to be perfect and everything's going to go great every night is um, almost arrogant you know it's like sometimes they're going to make great plays and and score on me so um, you know not being okay with that but just uh, understanding sometimes sometimes you're not going to have a great night and that's what happened and didn't let it get me down just worked hard and boys worked hard all week and feels good to get rewarded with a win. I guess I wonder how, how much better you felt tonight or did you feel like there was more of the results coming uh, for you compared to how they didn't in Vancouver? Like the process, I feel was very similar. You know, a strong preseason, each game, um, utilizing each each of those three games I had, and you know, the Vancouver game, I was so excited for the opportunity to get the start, and um, you know, there were certainly some things I really liked about um, my preparation and how I felt. Uh, you know, given up for and being able to respond you know the next day in practice and even after the game learning from it rather than um being beating myself up so there are things i really liked about that but you know it is a results league and tonight definitely feels better well, that's the question right and you said to us in the past you let something bad happens to you and it lasts too long something bad happened in vancouver you come out tonight and play great uh is that as big a story for jack campbell that you shook that thing off and came out and had a really good night tonight is that what we're trying to do here yeah, Mark, um, you know, that's kind of the recipe for the league is having a short memory. You know, uh, the best guys in the game, you kind of check it out and you see the stat lines that after getting pulled, they shut the door. You know, it's uh, certainly something I've worked hard on this summer, not necessarily in a results-focused way, but um, just having the ability to process what happened and learn from it rather than dwell on it. 
Uh, dry saddle uh, comes in here with another 4.9, leads the team in power play goals and history, and he just rolls in this town somehow, huh? He just rolls in every town. He uh, He's a treat to play with. I mean, the person he is, the character he has, um, you know, we have a great group of guys. Uh, fun to see other guys step up to, and he'll be the first to say that, but obviously great to see 29 just absolutely rolling. No goaltenders have a secret or a soft spot for their defensemen. What was your reaction to Matias getting the, the video and the uh, acknowledgement from the Predators and their fans tonight? It's always difficult getting, um, you know, traded or signing somewhere else, especially where you really enjoy the, the city. And uh, I know it was a big day for him and a lot of nerves, I'm sure, just dealing with it from my past. So seeing him come out and play the game that he always plays for us, which is just a steady, big-time presence back on, on the back end, but also jumping up, making the offensive plays he makes. It's, uh, you know, every single guy in the room was playing hard for him tonight, and glad we uh, we got him a W. Yeah, big W for the Oilers, 6-1 over the Predators. That means a $600 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They give 100 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins with you on Hartland Ford Overtime Open Line. We have Matt on the Certainty Hotline. Matt, thanks for holding. Go ahead. How's it going tonight, boys? Good. So, kind of a two-part thing. Um, I know you always got to complain about nurses' contract. I was reading something today about them saying stronger S. I can see it, but my big thing is I've got neighbors and buddies say Dreisaitl is just not that good. <laughs> Sorry, so, somebody how, said Dreisaitl's not that good? I know. How what do you tell them when get, they say that? Look at the points, look what he does, but they just give you that, oh, he's so lazy, he doesn't fact check. He's not, well, well see, I, is, I, I, I don't believe that. Like, I, two yeah. years ago, he was second in the National Hockey League in plus minus. So not only does he score, does he set up plays, he's a power play. That was plus minus, that's for goals for and against. He is the second best player in the world. And... Uh, the Oilers and Oilers fans are fortunate that they get to see the two best players play each and every night. I've got, I know, I got buddies too that'll sometimes question uh, Leon. I'm like, the guy's when his career's done, he's he's scored 50 what two times now, three times. He's won a heart. He's won the goal scoring championship. Uh, he's the second best player in the world. And there are nights like tonight where he was the best player on the ice, and that's on a game where Connor McDavid was on the ice as well. So I, I think sometimes what happens, and, and thanks for the call, Matt, and, and I, I myself am guilty of this as a human being, not just as a sports fan. You You see something early, either in somebody's career or when you start paying attention to something, and then you always default back to that as opposed to continuing to watch somebody or something and thinking, oh, it's not like that anymore. Or maybe every once in a while it's like that, but it's not like that as often. Uh, as, like you, you could you could go to a roulette, roulette table and just watch, not even bet. And if you saw 12 come up two spins in a row, then you could always think, well, I'm 12. It, it's got to be 12. You know, and then every time 12 came up, you think, oh, see, I told you 12. But you're not paying attention to the 100 spins in between where it's not 12. Well, <laughs> and here's what I, 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 I laugh when I... I'm, I'm not, not encouraging anybody to gamble, by the way. <laughs> no, unless you're really good at it, then do it all the time. Um, <laughs> when I, my buddies, this, I got, like all my buddies, they all, huge Connor McDavid fans, absolutely. And there's some that'll say the same things as Matt's friends or, you know, he, he's lazy sometimes. He, I'm like, okay, so if, if Leon then tried his heart, as Connor does all the time, then that makes means Leon would probably be better than Connor because he's the second best player in the world and he's only so many points behind him in the standings. But I guess if he tried all the time, like you want him to, then he would be the best player in the world and Connor would be second. There, that's what drives me crazy. He is the second best player in the world and it's a big stretch from him to the next guy. So... Uh, the uh, well, last year we had people call after the playoffs. Trade Leon. We've had that. Actually, we had someone call and said trade Connor too. That was the first call we took last year. Fortunately, Ken Holland did not listen to any of those, and we have the two best. To me, I say appreciate them both. They're different type players. Connor McDavid's feet never stop moving, never, because that's the kind of player he is. Leon Dreisaitl does not move his feet as often. He's a man that wants to absorb 
the punishment. He wants you to come at him. He'll turn his body, and then he'll make the plays while standing yeah. still. Two completely different players, but the two best players there are in the and, league And today. I said this, I can't remember who somebody called in about during the preseason, but I said you can't make the standard perfection. I mean, if, if you if you told me, Kay Reed, you're gonna you're, you're gonna coach an NHL game, and you you have to win it. Like there's horrible consequences if you don't win, and UC Saros is your goalie. I would say, okay, I'll coach I'll coach that game. <laughs> so you don't look at tonight's game and say, well, UC Saros must be terrible. <laughs> you know, like he's he, I, well, I, I'd take him any time. Well, I mean, Leon in the last this is his last. Five years, 50 goals, 105 points, 43 goals, 110, 31 goals, 84 points, and only 56 games, 55, 110, 52, 128. Those are his last five years. Those are Hall of Fame numbers. And he gets better in the playoffs. That's the greatest thing. He's a better playoff player than he is a uh, regular season player. So um, I, to Matt, tell your buddies that the Edmonton Oilers are a better team because Leon Dreisaitl is on it. All right, 6-1, the Oilers win. We have Abbas standing by tonight. Abbas, go ahead. What's up, guys? Not much. It's, it's so wonderful. Even though I missed the game because I was in a meeting, but I was so happy that Campbell really did the trick. I'm picking them for the Stanley Cup. We are dynamite. As long as, and I'm proud of the guys that they scored on the power play, and that's big. In this league, you have to improve on the PK. You have to improve on the PP. And our goaltenders, Peter is my teacher. And I'm telling everybody right now on the radio, don't give up on the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to win the Stanley Cup. Well, Abbas, you might be the most optimistic caller we have, and we do appreciate that. And uh, you need to speak to your employer about when the meetings are scheduled. <laughs> but uh, but you appreciate it, Abbas. I, he's, he's, I, Abbas usually calls us from the east as well, so he stays up a little later. So we appreciate that. You are going to hear from Leon Dreisaitl before we go tonight. We also have Tony on the Certainty Hotline. Tony, go ahead. Okay, I think we lost Tony. Okay, well, let's take a quick timeout then. 9.45, Oilers win it 6-1, and you'll hear from uh, Leon Dreisaitl coming up on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on the official voice of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 chance. And it's McDavid in over the line towards the net. Shoot, scores! Off the post and in. It's 4-0 Edmonton. Yeah, there's that uh, spinning on his knees goal to get to the loose puck by McDavid. Made it 4-0 late in the first. Oilers win it 6-1. Drysaddle got two power play goals. He's now the Oilers franchise leader in power play goals. You will hear from him after we get Mike on the Certainty Hotline. Mike, go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. What's up? Yeah, what's on your mind, Mike? Yeah, I have a question for you, Reed. It's been bothering me. I'd like to know why there isn't an alumni game for the Heritage Classic. There's not an alumni game for the Heritage Classic because they try to use the ice as little as possible. Uh, they just want, well, they'll, there'll be practices out there, but they uh, somebody told me that earlier this week. Was it on the show or do you remember, Rob? Who I was know, I talking I, to? I didn't, I haven't heard that. This is the first I heard about it. Now, are all the other. Um, winter classics that have been going on in the States, have they not been doing? I don't think they've been doing alumni games for a while now. I mean, the last one they had was the Detroit-Colorado one that turned into, like, they're going at it each other, the two alumni teams. I hadn't heard in a while. I know they used to do it all the time. Yeah, but there, I played there's, there's no alumni game. Oh, yeah. That would be, I mean, you're right, that is kind of cool. And something that fans would love to see. But I guess the this is a regular season game with... $10 million players on the ice, you want to make sure the ice is at its absolute best, and if that's what they feel they need to do, then unfortunately, uh, the fans lose out on that one. All right, Oilers win at 6-1 tonight. Two goals from this guy, Leon Dreisaitl. Leon, I'm not sure how aware you are of this, but uh, you now set the franchise mark for most power play goals in franchise history. What's it like passing two Oilers legends in Anderson and Smith? <laughs> yeah, obviously two incredible players. Um, that have done done a lot for this organization. Um, 
be part of that list is pretty special. Um, you know, this is obviously as much of a tribute to to my teammates than, than it is to me. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm well aware of how how smart of hockey players I have around me. So, very fortunate um, to to be in the. I guess receiving end of it. How, how great was it to hear La Bamba for the first time this season? Yeah, we, we love it. Um, you know, that's our that's our way of celebrating. Um, you know, obviously not the start we wanted to the season, but thought tonight was uh, another good step. Um, clean up a couple things for sure, but um, all in all, um, you know, played played a solid game. Where have you? Were you rather of of the record as you were getting close to it? Not at all, to be honest. Um, not on Twitter, so um, I had no idea. But uh, obviously, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'll, I'll take it. But um, you know, with that being said, I'm I'm, I'm very well aware of uh, you know how much my my four other guys on on that unit um, you know look for me and, and and put me into great spots. What do you? How do you sort out you and versus Nashville? Uh, there's no player and team that have such a run going in the league right now as you do against Nashville like you I don't I, I, I don't I don't know I can't explain it I get I get this asked a lot um, kind of sick of it not gonna lie but um, you know it's um, sometimes it's just I have the same answer every time man it's, it's annoying like it's uh you know, sometimes it works better against certain teams than other teams, and um, I'm sure there's going to be a time where, where it comes to an end too. And um, hopefully, hopefully, I can drag it out a couple more games, but um, we'll see. I'm sure you'd rather us ask about that than the other side of things, though, right? <laughs> just having success. What's, what's the other well, side? Just, just <laughs> rather than not having success, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I'll, yeah. I'll take it for sure. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's it's nothing that you know I overly think about too much. It's just you know it happens that way, and, and yeah, I'll take it. Jack Campbell had a pretty strong game. You know, may not people may not focus on that when, on the six to one score, but uh, he looked real sharp all night. Yeah, we do though. Um, he gave us a chance early, and, and um, you know that's that's all you really need sometimes. You know, he gave us a chance to to stay in it early and and, and find our legs a little bit, and we did. And uh, throughout the entire game, he he kept us in it, and and um, he was he was our best player by far by far tonight. Leon, just to follow up on that, we know Jack Campbell. He's an honest man, and he kind of described his play last year. We know how he described it. Game one happens, allows four goals and 16 shots. Then he turns in a performance like this as his teammate. What's it like to see him kind of get over that hump? Yeah, it's great to see, but he, he put in the work. You know, you saw it in preseason. Um, we, we let him out to dry a little bit in, in Vancouver, and, and that's not what, obviously, we like to do. Um, but uh, he put a lot of work in. Um, you know, he's, he's laser-focused. He looks incredible um, in practice and games. And um, Very happy to have him and, um, yeah, very proud of him. What do you think of the new forward lines and especially the way the Nugent Hopkins line did at 5-on-5? Five five? Yeah, I think they're, they're our best line tonight. Um, they, they drove the play and, um, you know, you, you need that, obviously, um, on certain nights. Um, I, like, I liked all our lines. I think we all had our looks. Um, so, yeah, it's good to get Okay, four points for Leon Dreisaitl. Two goals, two assists. Jack Campbell, 42 saves. Oilers pound the Predators 6-1. 10-0-2 in their last 12 games against the Preds. Now it's on to Philadelphia. That game presented by the Butcher Shop at Friesen Brothers. Face-off show Thursday at 4, game at 5.30. Big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. 